Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is May 1st. Happy May 1st, everyone. I can't believe it is May already. We are just cruising through this year and through our time in the New Testament. Let's continue this week's Come Follow Me blog. And we are actually going to jump over to chapter 14 because remember, like I said yesterday, a lot that we're going to see here in this week's Come Follow Me block is going to be things that we've either seen before in other gospels or things that we're going to see again in the future in other gospels. And so we're going to skip over a few of these things this week so that we can really focus on them more in context in further weeks. So at the end of Luke chapter 12, we're going to see a repetition of a lot of the Sermon on the Mount, and then we're going to see some teachings about the second coming. So we'll talk about that more when we get into like Matthew 25 and Joseph Smith Matthew, where the Savior teaches about the second coming. And then in Luke chapter 13, we're going to see some stories that we've already studied So let's jump into Luke chapter 14. Now, if you'll see, we are seeing a lot of parables here in this section of Luke. Remember, Luke was a physician and he wrote in a very scholarly way. In fact, he used parables more than any of the other gospel writers. We see more parables in Luke than anywhere else. And we're certainly getting into that this week. As we study in the book of Luke, we're seeing a lot of parables. So let's start in Luke chapter 14, verse 1. It says, And it came to pass that he went into the house of one of the chief Pharisees to eat bread on the Sabbath day. Now you read to that point and it's like, oh, well, that's nice. How fun. They had a little dinner party with the chief Pharisee. I love to entertain people. I love to have people over to eat. My house is a little small for it, but I love it. And so it seems like, oh, how great. This nice little Pharisee is inviting the Savior over to eat on the Sabbath day. But then we read the last sentence and it kind of changes things a little bit. It says that they watched him. They invited him over so that they could observe and watch and listen and have something to come at him about. In fact, reading the next verse, it makes you wonder if they're trying to set him up. Verse two, it says, and behold, there was a certain man before him which had the dropsy. Now, we don't talk about the dropsy much in our day and age, but the dropsy apparently was some sort of illness that caused a lot of fluid retention. And so here they're at the house of the chief Pharisees. I don't see the Pharisees being represented as these like kind, compassionate, hey, let's just bring in the sick into our house type of people. And so it makes you wonder why this man with the dropsy was there. Why was this sick man there? in the house of the Pharisees on the day that they happened to invite the Savior over to eat with them. Well, could it be because they invited him over so that they could watch him and see what he would do? Remember, up until this point, one of the biggest issues that the Pharisees have had with the Savior is that he heals on the Sabbath. And so here on the Sabbath day, they invite the Savior to eat, and they just so happen to have a man who is sick there with them. Verse three, it says, and Jesus answering spake unto the lawyers and the Pharisees saying, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? So he asks them, what does the law say about healing on the Sabbath day? And I love that he says, is it lawful? Because the Pharisees big issue with the savior that he was healing on the Sabbath day doesn't necessarily come from the law of Moses. Yes, we're supposed to honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. We're supposed to refrain from work on the Sabbath day. But healing, blessing, helping people on the Sabbath day, was that against the law of Moses or was it against the tradition 
of the Pharisees. Remember, the Pharisees were obsessive about the Sabbath day and obsessive about the law to the point where they looked past the mark, that they created so many rules to go with the law that they weren't looking to the Savior at all. They weren't using the law of Moses as a symbol of the Messiah. And so he doesn't say, hey, is it okay to heal on the Sabbath day or is it tradition to heal on the Sabbath day? He says, is it lawful? Is this part of the law of Moses to heal on the Sabbath day? And maybe they understood what he was really asking because verse four, it says, and they held their peace and he took him, meaning the sick man, and healed him and let him go. It's interesting that so far the Pharisees haven't said anything to the Savior, and it seems like he's not going to give them the chance to because he jumps right in and says, and answered them saying, which of you shall have an ass or an ox fallen into a pit and will not straightway pull him out on the Sabbath day? And they could not answer him again to these things. Now, this is the scripture that has coined the phrase, the ox in the mire. And the Savior's teaching that there are times to put forth effort on the Sabbath day. It's always been interesting to me that the Pharisees were so obsessed with the strict traditions of the law of the Sabbath day that they were overlooking the actual law of Moses to help and bless people, to have charity and to love people. They were so caught up in the Savior's actions that they were missing the Savior's heart. And certainly there are times on the Sabbath day where it's not necessarily a day of rest. Sometimes our callings demand a lot of effort from us on the Sabbath day. Does that mean we're breaking the Sabbath? No, it means we understand the higher law of the Sabbath, that by serving in that way, the Sabbath is a blessing to us. It's also important to mention that sometimes we do have these ox in the mire situations. Sometimes there are emergencies that merit doing things on the Sabbath day that we wouldn't normally do on the Sabbath day. But we would do well to remember Elder Holland's advice to us when he says, if the ox is in the mire every Sunday, then we strongly recommend that you sell the ox or fill the mire. My friends, the Sabbath day, oftentimes we teach it as a group of practices, right? What I mean by that is oftentimes when we talk about the Sabbath day or when we teach about the Sabbath day or even when we're thinking about the Sabbath day, we think about the practices of the Sabbath day. Like I go to church, I attend my meetings, I refrain from shopping or swimming or recreation. We have these lists of do's and don'ts with the Sabbath day. And certainly the Sabbath day will change the things that we do. But we need to start thinking of the Sabbath day more as a principle rather than something of practice. Because when we understand the principle of the Sabbath day, when we understand that our Father in heaven set aside the Sabbath as a day for us to rest, a day for us to draw nearer to him, a day for us to commune with him, then that understanding is going to dictate the things that we do and don't do. Now, the Savior continues to teach this principle as he gives another parable. He gives a parable about a man who makes a great supper and invites all these different people to come to the supper. And he sends his servants and asks people to come. And in verse 18, it says, And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. 
And another said, I have married a wife and therefore cannot come. And when this man's friends can't come, he then invites his servants to go out and invite the sick and the maimed and the halt and the blind. He invites others to come, the humble to come, to feast with him, to rejoice with him. Now, my friends, there will always be an excuse to not treat the Sabbath day in a way that it will be a blessing to us. There will always be things to do, fun to be had, recreation to enjoy. But the truly humble are those who will come unto Christ and enjoy the opportunity to feast upon his word and to feast upon his doctrine. That is the invitation of the Sabbath day, to come, to feast upon the Spirit and to be filled with the Spirit. Our Father in heaven asks us to do what's necessary to sanctify the Sabbath day or to make that day holy so that in turn he, through the Sabbath day, can sanctify us. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 